Hey, what's going on, Giants fans? Uh, welcome to the latest episode of our Talk is Cheap podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, NJ.com. Daryl Slater here with Bob Brookover. It is Monday, July 24th in the morning here. Um, and so, yeah, a lot to catch up on. It's been uh, a little while here since we talked to you all. Hopefully, everyone is having a great summer. The summer's not over, obviously, even though things are about to crank up work-wise for us and has been have been cranking up the past couple weeks uh week or so i should say and um and cranking up for the giants who report to training camp tomorrow july 25th and then the first practice on the 26th on wednesday and uh yeah they they don't have any media availability tomorrow they will have uh full media availability including joe shane on on wednesday so yeah look i mean the giants have a lot to go through in training camp um but the, the really the only thing people are caring or talking about right now is the whole Saquon Barkley situation. So the only thing that's really changed since uh, June uh, when the, the team broke um, for the summer is Jared Davis, the inside linebacker, season-ending knee injury. So he may not have started anyway. Uh, so that job now, Darian Beaver is Micah McFadden, the two main guys there. I, I don't yeah, that's not a major storyline, especially considering it wasn't even a lock that Davis was going to be the starter anyway with Beavers and maybe McFadden in the mix there in a competition. So that's that's really all that's changed. So it's not really worth discussing that beyond just what we mentioned briefly there. Uh, we'll be doing these podcasts you know, regularly during training camp, and so we'll be talking about the developments, of course, beyond just Saquon Barkley. But I think this time, Bob, uh, here, it's it's just worth dedicating this whole whole segment here to Saquon Barkley. And man, there's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah, I didn't realize I covered the Giants. So I thought I just covered Saquon Barkley. <laughs> all Saquon, all the time. Um, there's a ton to unpack. Um, one of the things that won't be unpacking is Saquon at uh, the training facility. He, Good one. <laughs> he will not be there. Uh, we, we can determine that. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because him and Josh Jacobs are kind of. Uh, having their misery together. Josh Jacobs, the story out in Las Vegas today is he left Las Vegas uh, and said, I don't know when I'll be back. Um, and Saquon basically has made it pretty clear. He scrubbed his uh, Giants affiliation from his um, social media accounts on Friday. He's made it pretty clear that he doesn't intend to be there either. Um, and you know, I, through, through writing all this in recent weeks, you know, you go back and look at stories and I think I went back and looked at one from like April is like, you know, there's no sign of this ending and there's still no sign of this ending. I don't know. I really don't know how it's going to be resolved. I, I, I would think that at some point, uh, both Saquon and Josh Jacobs would say, you know what, I can't let $10 million just slide away. Um, but, you know, hey, it's been done before. You know, the, the, the precedent was set by Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. He, you know, he now regrets doing it and wishes he had stayed in Pittsburgh uh, rather than signed. And he did get his money from the Jets. But, you know, I, I would have a hard time doing it, especially in a game that where you crash into each other on every play and an injury is always one play away. But we're about to we're about to be covering Saquon all the time in training camp. Yeah, and really, we have without Saquon being there. Yeah, and we have been, and um, you've been doing a great job. And I've been off taking some vacation time, and so thanks for handling all that stuff and all that drama. And 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 so just to like recap, obviously for everyone, um, we know 
that essentially like during the season, he was offered a contract that amounted to through various reports, right? Like about 26, probably million dollars practically guaranteed over the first couple of years. Now let's get like a couple things straight. Like, cause there's reports from people who obviously have agendas on this uh, and trying to stay in Saquon Barkley's favor. Like there's a couple things of how an NFL contract works. There's a total value of it, which is really meaningless. So the average annual value is also essentially meaningless. There's the fully guaranteed money at signing, which is meaningful, right? Then there's the practical guarantee, which is like the most meaningful thing. Okay. So like a player signs a a three-year contract, the cap structure will make it so that there's zero way the player will get caught after year one. Okay. So you just have to look at the two-year cash flow, which is the practically guaranteed money. That is what matters. Like cut out all the other BS. So essentially, you know, through our reporting and others, you know, the, the, the practically guaranteed money that he was looking at was about $26 million over the first couple of years. Pretty good offer. Now, not much more than what the tag would be, which is like, what, 22-2, the two tags. Again, we're also assuming here that he would get tagged next year. But, okay, fine. The baseline is essentially 22-2. They went above it by a few million dollars. Uh, then they yanked the offer. They told him they yanked the offer. And now uh, he was looking at the, 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 the final offer was essentially the tags, the two tags. So not a great offer, um, but that's the situation he found himself in. And he turned it down. He bet on himself and he, he decided that he, um, yeah, I mean, there's, again, there's no guarantee he's going to play well enough to earn the tag next year. It it wasn't a great offer, but it was in the market of what running backs are getting these days. Uh, So that's what the giants went by. Saquon's point is, um, you know, the point he's, he made uh, at his, uh, youth football camp was, you know, I feel like I'm more than just a really good running back. I feel like I'm really important to this team. Uh, I feel like I'm a leader. And all those things are true, but when it comes down to being negotiating contract, you know, the market that is set is what's going to determine what you get, you know, and then Saquon had his little crypto commercial the other day. Uh, and in that he, you know, he, he declared that I think I'm the best running back in the NFL. Uh, he isn't, he hasn't been, uh, you know, two years ago it was Jonathan Taylor. Last year it was Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's been a really good running back for five years, but there are two years in there where he was hurt and not as effective. Uh, so those are things that if you're Joe Shane, you, you weigh all that into the equation. And then you, you also weigh in, which they all do, which is why running backs are in the predicament they're in is that. Hey, once you've done that rookie contract, are you still going to be effective beyond that? Um, you know, and so many teams look at it and say, ah, that's about the time we want to draft our next running back and and go with him. So, I mean, that's the predicament he's in. Um, you know, it's been talked about uh, endlessly uh, for the last three months. But, you know, as much as we've all talked about it and it's been – Bandied about, there's real, still no real solution. Uh, yeah, I mean, and these contracts are uh, a GM is paying. I mean, to a degree, I guess you're rewarding past performance, but you're also forecasting future performance, which is why younger players and players with less tread, on less injury history, get better deals than than players who don't have those. Because you, you know you're paying for the, the the future, and you're trying to forecast what's going to happen in, in in the future. Ultimately, Saquon Barkley should have taken the offer that that came up during the season. And that's, that's really what, what happened. And, um, he did not. And, and now he's betting on himself. And so 
we all know, obviously, the July 17th deadline came and went. So now he can only play uh, on a one-year contract. Uh, yeah, I'm going through some of the nuts and bolts here just so people can understand fully. Uh, obviously, many of you people, folks understand this already. He hasn't signed the tag, so he cannot be fined for skipping training camp practices, unlike a player like Chris Jones, who's subject to, I think, 50000 in fines. You know, what happens if Saquon Barkley stretches this into the into the regular season? You know, he'd miss – he'd be sacrificing – Basically about $560,000 in salary every week, you know, one eighteenth, or I guess they get paid 18 weeks now, right? Um, one yeah. um, 18th of, of the $10.091 million. Okay. So that's where, that's where it's at. And now Saquon Barkley throughout his career. Yeah. He was number two overall pick. He's earned, you know, $38.6 million through five years, which is a lot, but 10, 10.1 is a good chunk of that. It's like more than a quarter of what he's earned so far in his career. So it's not like he is set for life and 10.1 is chump change. No, like, I mean, he'd be leaving a pretty good chunk of change or at least weekly fractional chunks of that on the table. So that's where everything is at. And that's where we sit here. And he almost certainly is not going to show up tomorrow or this week or probably next week, or maybe not even for the entire camp. And there's nothing the giants can do about that. He wouldn't be losing any money. Um, maybe he shows up week one, and he starts collecting and that's that. But what has to happen, I think, for him to show up? I think first, let's just dismiss something that came up briefly earlier today in the, the you know spitballing discussion. Would they or could they trade him? Uh, you, you gave a great short answer on that. What, what what is that when we were talking earlier? If they wanted to have traded him, they would have done it already. Uh, and you know they're they're on record as saying they they're not going to do that. And you know basically, if they wanted to do it, they they would have done it. I mean, it would have been. Uh, an easier thing for them to do uh, before this July 17th trade deadline, uh, because then a team could have signed him and could have extended him. Now teams can't extend him either. So, um, you know, if a team really wanted him, they, they're going to want him beyond this season. Uh, you know, if a team gets him now, they, there's no guarantee he's around beyond this season. Bingo. Um, yeah. So, yeah. He can only so play in your contract. It was easier to do before July 17th. Uh, but, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, uh, and I, I'd love to know how much, you know, we, we did find out later that when John, when Daniel Jones was negotiating his contract, that John Mara came, you know, talked to him. And John Mara also had a talk with, it, it's been out there, it, it came out in that, uh, the, the the Bitcoin infomercial that I call it, um, that Saquon did, that, you know, he had a talk with John Mara too. And John Mara, told him basically what he told us. If you stick around in New York uh, your whole career, you're going to have a career after your career where you can probably make more money um, than he's made as a player uh, if he becomes popular enough. If, if, if Saquon Barkley's a running back, the, the featured running back on a New York Giants Super Bowl winner, uh, he's going to make more money. He will make more money than he made as a, as a player. Uh, for sure. Go ask, yeah. go ask Michael Strahan. He's made more money than you could ever possibly imagine. And he's been to space. Uh, uh, so, you know, but the, you know, the, you know, Mara also told him basically, I guess that, you know, that, Hey, this is what we're, where we're willing to go. Um, I think you should take it. Um, but he obviously didn't. Right. Yep. And so, yeah. He's not being traded because he can only play one year. Whether he plays for the Giants or plays for Team X, like it can, only, the rules stipulate he can only play this year on a one-year contract. So when players who are tagged wind up getting traded, it happens before the deadline. 
they all have an agreement in place where the player signs a tag, the new team has a contract ready to go, and the return because the new team is is playing uh, or is is paying a lot of money to the new player, the return is not significant. Again, this is all a moot point because he can't get he's not going to get traded because of all the things you just mentioned. So let's just move on from that silliness. And so, um, what what you know where does this go from here? How how can let's just start with this? How can they get him? to show up, right? Like say they want him to come to camp or right. They would ideally want him in camp. Mike Florio from PFT had an interesting thing earlier, um, kind of going off what I just said. The only restriction for the franchise tag is that it has to be a one-year deal. The giants could technically pay him more than the 10.1 million. Uh, They could put some incentives there. So it's possible he could get more than the 10.1 million. Uh, That's never been done with a franchise tag player. And, And so Again, the incentive isn't free money, like either for cash or cap purposes for a team. So there's implications with that. I don't see, I mean, do you any way that the Giants would would in any way boost, whether it's incentives or more cash, boost the 10.1? I don't because, I mean, one of the, the, the Giants still have a cap issue. I mean, they're, it's like, according to overthecap.com, they're, at three point eight million, just over three point eight million, which is twenty ninth on the the list of the, the least amount of uh, cap cap remaining. They, they got the f- only three teams have less cap space than them. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, so they're not like this team that's overflowing with cash that they can create. You know, if if they do that. Uh, you know, if they want to create these incentives, because they're going to need cap space at some point during the season, uh, they're probably going to have to do some things they don't want to do in terms of kicking money down the down the road with, uh, you know, like they did last year with Leonard Williams. Um, uh, you know, and it's obvious they don't want to do that because if they if they did want to do that, they would have done that already, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bingo. And I'm sure they do want to do that maybe with Leonard Williams, but they just kind of can't because of. Uh... You know they need him. He's a good player, and... right? I mean, they—they. They, I think they could do it if, if they were willing to say, Leonard, we're going to restructure this and we're going to extend you. Um, Correct. So it's not really a loss of money, right? Right. But I'm not sure they want to extend him, especially after he got hurt for the first time last year. He was still a good player, not as good as he had been uh, in previous years, but some of that was he was dealing with a, a really a, a tremendous neck injury that I think was a little bit under the radar because you, we'd, we'd see him after games and he could barely move his head, um, you know. But, uh, you know, if you're the Giants, you're a little leery going forward here. You want to see how, how he responds to that and what kind of year he has too. Yeah, so the Giants don't want to extend him past this year and he doesn't want to take a pay cut. So And they need him because he's a good player and they're trying to win now. So, like, all that adds up to they're just probably continuing with the status quo there with this cap number. Um, so, okay. The giants aren't trading Saquon Barkley. They're not going to do something totally un- unprecedented and pay him more than the tag number. Could they, and this has been done before. Um, Florio's post is a good one. Uh, it, it's mostly about Nick Chubb's comment about from the little running back powwow the other night. Um, but it had to do with putting it in writing that they're not going to tag a player that they wouldn't tag Barkley next year. Now, the post here on PFT mentioned, you know, Lance Briggs uh, with the Bears and um, 
Albert Hainsworth, blast from the past there with the Titans. Uh, that that happened where the team said like we're not gonna we're not gonna tag you for a second year. Um, and and so could that happen with Saquon Barkley? Now the way it was framed here was that uh, if you achieve certain things, like if you play really well, we're not gonna tag you for a second year. Like it's understood that if he's terrible, they're not gonna tag him, right? Um, he's assuming he's gonna be good. They're assuming he's gonna be good. Um, but this would allow him like say he reaches XXX milestones or incentives throughout, uh, not even incentives, but just uh, markers throughout the year, they would say like, okay, we're going to, you, you played well. Uh, We want, we would potentially like want to tag you, but we're not going to, we're going to let you see what's out there. And then maybe we pay you that, you know, your quote unquote fair market value where somebody else does. Could that happen? Maybe. I, I don't know. They don't have to. So why would they? Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I I really don't. Um, you know, the, the 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 way I see this thing playing out is that Saquon ends up coming in on and playing on the on the on the tag. Um, you know, and the protest lasts however long it lasts. Uh, maybe into the first week of the season. You know, the one thing people have told about talked about, and this is an interesting perspective too is some players have held in, you know, rather than hold out, they hold in, they come to camp. Uh, so Saquon comes to camp September 1st, let's say says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm reporting. Um, I'm not ready. So it's going to take me some time to get ready. Um, so he's, the, he's, he's now, he's now signed the tag. He's in, he starts collecting the money. <laughs> um, you know, but he but he takes his good old time playing. Um, I, I get somebody who who were they talking about today? Somebody did that. Jalen Ramsey did that, and they, and he forced a trade. Um, you know, he forces a trade that way. But again, it doesn't it doesn't solve the issue for anybody. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey's motivation was more that he wanted to go to a different team, uh, and that's not what Saquon wants. You know, at least he says he wants to be a giant for life. So. Yeah, and that um, wasn't a tag situation either, right? right so, right, right, um, right. kind of apples and oranges, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it it is. But you can, you know, he could start collecting his money and not play. I mean, if Saquon wants to be a jerk, he can. But I just don't see it. You know, he he is kind of again going back to the the infomercial thing. You know, he basically, you know, it it got played out of a portion that I can say f you to to the Giants. Um, if I want and not report, um, but you know, immediately after that, he said, but that's not who I am. Essentially is paraphrasing, you know, that's not who I am or who I want to be. Um, so I, I just think he would have a hard time doing something like that too, that, you know, if he's here, he's going to want to be Saquon improving that he's proving that he is the best back in, uh, the NFL. I was going to bring that up. So like he, he mentioned in that thing, the way he the way he phrased that was so visceral. He's like, I could, you know, do this. And he said it in such like over the top terms. And then he immediately said, but I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. And then he went back, but I could, but I could. It's like, that's not very convincing. <laughs> like he didn't really, he didn't really sell the heel turn that well to use a wrestling term. Like uh, yeah, no. he couched it. Um, uh, it. It didn't really come across as believable um, that he could skip. The, the, I don't, the, to me, to me, the thing that came across that whole the, that whole one hour thing in which I learned all about money uh, from some man I don't know 
uh, and Bitcoin that I, uh, anyway, uh, was that, you know, the thing I took took out of that the most was Saquon's feelings are really hurt. Uh, and oh, yeah. the same, the same thing I took out of the um, youth football game, his feelings are really hurt. He's hurt. He's, he, you know, he, he thought he was worth this much to the giants and the giants don't agree to it agree with him and his feelings are really hurt and hey i get it you know that's um but as many as know that that's a thing called life (laughs) our feelings get hurt and we move on yeah and um you know you can empathize a little bit sympathize or whatever the word be uh sympathize i guess because you know the earning window is small it's a brutal sport unforgiving unforgiving position all that stuff um Uh, i choose when i my my poster a uh, player for feeling sorry for running backs will always be LeGarrette Blunt, who earned less than $10 million over a, a 10-year career. And three times he was the rushing leader for Super Bowl champion teams, and he earned less than $10 million in his career. I feel sorry for him. That's wild. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, I mean, ultimately, to, to, to stick with that FU comment that he made, this is not really a holdout. There's, I've said this and wrote this going back to the spring. Bar- Saquon Barkley skipping training camp or skipping some regular season games is not a holdout. It's a protest. It's a middle finger at Joe Shane. It, it because there's really nothing he can hold out for. A holdout. The word phrase holdout. I mean, to me, um, I don't know. I'll look up in the dictionary. Maybe this is exactly what it says. But in the context of of the NFL and sports, it generally is a player using his absence as leverage to gain something. Okay. So what can Saquon Barkley gain at July 17th is come and gone. We, we mentioned a couple possibilities of a compromise. Yeah. He maybe can get it in writing that he um, isn't going to be tagged. It's unlikely, right? I mean, he has no leverage. They have him like, you know, cornered um, because he decided to, to aim higher during the season than, than what they were offering. Um, so then it just becomes like, okay, so we'll get to the predictions in, in, in a minute or near the end about what, what, what we think will happen. But what about the drama angle of all this? Like, how do you, how much of a problem could this be for Brian Dable? And, uh, I'm not saying, I'm just putting it out there, like locker room wise drama, like, is this a big deal or is that overplayed? No, I, well, it's funny because I talked to, to a head coach and a former a uh, former head coach and a former um, personnel guy. And they both said, uh, it's not that big a deal. Uh, you know, players come and they, they'll come in and they'll, they'll, they'll do what they're, you know, they'll do their work and they'll just go. And I'm not sure I agree with them. And, you know, the, 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 the personnel guy said, you know, there's no proof that holdouts uh, affect the team one way or another. Sometimes the team's not good. Sometimes the team is good. I uh, said, but there's no actual proof either way. Uh, but, I would disagree that this there's no impact here. First of all, we we've we've stood there and um, watched Brian Dable be asked questions uh, about you know Saquon and doesn't really want to address it at all. But you know, at one point he was like, at one point he's become a distraction, and I I laughed. I forget who asked the question, but you know, I laughed. It's like right now because you're asking you know. He, he's being asked this question. It's a distraction. It's not what he. It's not the question he wants to answer, uh, and he's going to have to answer him. And that's that's going to be all. You know, we're talking to Shane and and Dable on Wednesday morning. 
what do you, what else are they going to be asked besides that? You know, um, you know, they're going to try to do something preemptive probably, you know, I'm going to work with players here, but it's a distraction. And then you have the, the part of the players, um, you know, watching interviews, Xavier McKinney was along with Jim Rome last week. Um, and, you know, obviously Jim Rome asked Xavier about it and he, he's like, I don't want to say much about it, but I'll, you know, I say I'm with Saquon hundred percent and they're all going to be with Saquon hundred percent, but you know, it's, it's going to be hanging over them until it ends uh, one way or another. Um, so it's a distraction. Yeah. You can't, how can you say it's not a distraction? A hundred percent. And I think even more so than it being a distraction, just kind of building off that is um, the, you know, distraction and all that and drama and all that stuff is kind of nebulous. Right. And so it, what it is, is the physical absence of a really important player during training camp. Okay. Yeah. He's a veteran. Yeah. He knows the offense and yes, he's training on his own. He's not like he's sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Um, but you know, does this potentially work out getting ready for training? camp? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And so I am, I'm there with you on that. Uh, but, uh, does he, you know, do, could this open him up to not being fresh when the season starts, uh, not being physically ready, being more susceptible to injury when, when the season starts a soft tissue injury, like these are all like legitimate things because players, you know, training camp exists for a reason, um, to get these guys, you know, physically ready, um, again, mentally too. Again, I know, I know he knows the offense and all that. Um, but to get, it's not like he's acclimating to a new quarterback. That's not a thing here, but, um, you know, the, the other thing is, is, is who, you know, and this could be kind of interesting as training camp, uh, gets, as we get deeper and deeper into training camp, who's the guy, if it's not Saquon, who would be the guy? Yeah. Uh, there, there's no obvious answer to that. They just signed James Robinson who had, who had a terrific rookie year with the Jags, uh, but you know he's he's not Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida once led the San Francisco 49ers in rushing, but he's not he's not Matt Barkley. He's not Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, so these these you know there's no real answer. Eric Gray is a rookie fifth round pick. He's not Saquon Barkley. Um, you know they that guy was 29 percent of their offense, and when they started six and one last year, he was 37 percent of their offense. Um, so. You know, that's it's not like he's just some guy, and it's not like this is a team that's had a, a two back system. Um, you know, where you say, Yeah, hey, they can just give more carries to that guy and they'll be fine. You know, they haven't had a two back system since Saquon's been here. His absence in training camp, um, you know, let's just assume it's training camp and he shows up for week one. His absence that you know is significant for them and significant for him too, because he's getting ready for an audition year, whether that is like you know, auditioning to get paid somewhere, right? I mean, he put, I guess he could be tagged again, right? Which wouldn't be ideal for him. Um, there's no, again, like he wants to play well, right? So that's ultimately the goal. He's on a one-year contract. So so however you frame it, he wants to play well in another contract year. Again, with the possibility of the tag looming, a second tag, fine. But, you know, how much does it come down to like him missing all of training camp could hinder his ability to perform well in an audition year, like it just, I, if you miss a week and miss a couple weeks, I, I, I guess I just, it's probably not ideal to just show up. And again, he's been training. I understand that, but, but not ideal to just show up before week one. Now it could be, 
you know, watch him just show up for week one and have an insane year. <laughs> like, uh, I just think that, that that opens the door to negative implications. Sure, absolutely, because if he doesn't get off to a good start, you know, last year he got off to a great, great start. He was, you just said, he was a big, huge, huge part of the reason, the big, probably the biggest reason they got off to a six and one start. And he was just, he was, he was rookie year Saquon again, um, you know, and if he gets off to a slow start this time, hold out, hold out. It's all about the hold out. You know, he shouldn't have held out. <laughs> and that, you know, yep. again, that that's a distraction. You know, I, I wasn't there for training camp last year. I didn't start till really the season season started, but you, you tell me, didn't things go pretty smoothly for the giants last year in training camp? There was, zero uh you know they they dealt with some injuries in training camp but in terms of just kumbaya uh, in dable's first season as the head coach that he basically had that um you know yeah he's not having that in the second second year (laughs) i can remember i can remember uh when i was columnist the inquirer they sent me up to east to the meadowlands to do a story on the giants when ben mcadoo was the the coach and uh, you know, there was some stuff going on. The the thing with the kicker, I forget exactly what it was. Josh Brown, yeah. Um, that that was going on. And the Eagles were dealing with some stuff too. But I said to Ben McAdoo, I said, you know, it, it was his first year as head coach. It was Doug Peterson's first in Philadelphia. I was like, you know, is there anything, you know, that you're, you're dealing with now as your first year head coach that, you, that just the constant dumpster fires? Well, it didn't seem like Brian Dable had very many dumpster fires last year. Uh but you know, maybe the closest thing to it was Kadarius, Tony, and and Kenny Galladay just never being ready to play. Uh, but you know, th- it didn't seem like there were very many dumpster fires last year. And now he's 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 not starting with a dumpster fire here. He's probably starting with a two alarm fire um, that could could grow bigger as time goes on. A hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see because of all that how he handles uh, that. He's you know he. he... He got a lot of praise for the results last year and how he handled the locker room and how he got guys to buy in coming off of a coaching staff with Joe Judge where guys just kind of got tired of the act. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he handles this. Now, yeah, uh, the Xavier McKinney comments to Jim Rome, like, of course players want to see players get paid. They're not going to be – and, and if, I don't think a player is going to sit here and say, oh, it's a huge deal that a guy is not here for the first week of camp. Like, I, I, I think, you know, the, the first week of camp, or even, you know, getting along into the second week, like they're probably saying like, what's the big deal? You know, it's fine. We want to see, again, they want to see him get paid guys. He's not, he can't get paid. You could see him say though, uh, who was one of Josh Jacobs teammates said, I forget who it was, but I don't think we can win without Saquon Barkley (laughs) that we need. If we want to go where we want to go, we have to have Josh Jacobs. I think you could hear, I could hear somebody saying, you know, see somebody saying that same thing about Saquon Barkley. For sure. I mean, that, that, and it's true. Uh, they need him. Um, they need him there starting week one. They can't afford to have him. Their the schedule's brutal. It's not like you can just like dismiss away a game. Uh, they need him there. And so, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of angles to all this. Um, and I think, so what do you think ultimately happens? Like how, just give me your, your, your thoughts on the most, what you think is the most likely thing. Like what, when does he come back? Do they do they do they put it in writing with with the no tag? How do you how do you think it all shakes out? Yeah, I think we get through the entire preseason before before he comes back. Um, and you know, I I think he does come back eventually, um, and he plays on the tag. I, 
you know, that would be my best guess. Uh, I don't see how there's a solution beyond that. Um, you know, we, we talked about all the possibilities in terms of, you know, giving them some incentives and guaranteeing them no, no um, tag next year. And maybe something like that happens, but I think before that happens, we're going to get pretty deep into training camp and maybe through the entire preseason before we see Saquon in camp. Yeah, I don't. I think he'll show. I think you're what you're saying is he'll show up week one, right? He's, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'll skip regular season games. Uh, but just going back, like I, I agree, he's not. He, I, I don't. You're not going to see him in training camp. Um, there's no, you know, it can't again. He can't be fined. Can't be penalized for showing up. Um, so no, I don't think. He, he'll show up in training camp. Will it be like there's a, there's a buffer week between training camp and week one. So I don't think he'll be there in training camp. I, it's not like he's going to show up to Saturday before week one, but I don't think he's going to miss any regular season games. It's just too much money to leave out there. Um, and too important of an audition year for him to just, uh, and, and the things he said, if you read between the lines, it's just not very convincing. He has not been very convincing that this is something. No, and it's, not just a, it's not just the things he said. It's also, if you look at the things he's done, uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't allowed to be at any of the OTAs, uh, and he wasn't. But as soon as the Giants went to Arizona with Daniel Jones leading a, a passing-type camp, he was there. And when things shifted to North Carolina with Daniel Jones, he was there. So, you know, Great. his actions have also spoke volumes about where his head is at. Great point. Yeah. And, 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 and again, as much as he wants to give the middle finger to Joe Shane and all that stuff, but – and it would be by skipping the season, he'd also kind of be, you know, for lack of a better phrase, screwing over his teammates. And these are guys who he has not distanced himself from. Like you said, he, he has, he has maintained closeness with in terms of communication and working out with them. And so, yes, I, I don't think he will skip regular season games. I think he will skip training camp. And then the question becomes like, oh, well, so will, will they, I don't think they're going to, they're not giving him more money. That's not happening. Um, Will he will he get it in writing? I don't think he's getting it in writing because what GMs often think about is precedent. Joe Shane is a second year GM. His first franchise tag guy, he doesn't have to bend for this guy. And so why would he put it in writing that he wouldn't tag him? Not only does that impact what could happen next year with Saquon Barkley, but that would impact future potential guys that they could tag. I mean, Joe Shane probably thinks in his head or definitely thinks like I'm going to be the GM of the Giants for a long time. This is not, probably not going to be the last guy he's going to have to deal with this franchise tag situation with. Why in the world would he set a precedent where he puts it in writing that he wouldn't tag guy for the second year? He'd be giving up future leverage in future situations. I don't see that happening. Um, again, because what, what the alternative is daring Saquon Barkley to give up 560k a week. Uh, when again, if he plays the whole year, he's getting 10.1 million which is more than a quarter of what he's made in his entire career so far. It's not an insignificant pay bump. It's significant. So that's how I see it going. I think Saquon Barkley will come around. He'll play week one. He'll play the season. You know, who knows how it is. It's silly to even predict how he'll perform. You know, the one thing I, the one thing I am interested in, um, because there is a free agent, you know, Saquon has made the point that, you know, him, Pollard and Josh Jacobs, all got tagged. Um, and the, the one person I'm interested in seeing what kind of deal he signs is Dalvin Cook. Um, I guess he said now he's going to wait closer to the start of the season to sign. But Dalvin Cook f- favors very positively, is very comparable, his accomplishments in the game. 
um, are very comparable to Saquon's. And you, know, you can make an argument that he's been better than Saquon, uh, better yards per carry, uh, you know, more thousand yard seasons. Uh, is that fourth straight three thousand yard seasons? I think more touchdowns. A uh, year older, but um, uh, you know, he's a guy who's got a chance to go. He's in the open market. Nobody's rushed to get to it and to sign him. Uh, and it's not like he was hurt last year. He played 17 games, uh, you know. So uh, that's like the the careful what you wish for, Saquon, in terms of getting out of the free agent market because you're you're going to be disappointed there too, uh, just the way and the way things are. And you know, Ezekiel, it's also a free agent, <laughs> but you know, he he's a guy at least who's been on the decline. So you understand why people aren't rushing to sign him, but you know, it's, yeah, I, 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 there is sympathy for the running back position and there should be, and there should be something done, but you know, again, there's a CBA and the owners aren't going to be in any rush to say, Oh yeah, we're going to give up our advantage in that CBA that you negotiated through the 2030 season. And, and any adjustments really to, to what the running backs get would come at the expense of other positions. I mean, that's a whole bigger picture topic beyond just like Saquon Barkley and the immediacy of this situation and right. the seriousness of it for the Giants. So, um, but yeah, no, I think the, he'll, he'll show up and it's an important audition year for him. You know, but then the questions are going to linger all year long. Whenever he struggles or gets hurt, it's going to be, well, is it because you skipped camp? And now okay, that's something he's going to have to be willing to deal with. Um, those questions and, and, and the, that microscope. And of course, he's naturally obviously going to be on the, under the microscope no matter what. But um, yeah, I think that that's, that's sort of how it plays out. And, and it, like, could they, re- you kind of mentioned becoming a free agent. Like they're not rescinding the tag. They're not going to do that. They're not just going to let him go and be a free agent. That's insane. There's no chance that happens. So just like there's no chance they're trading him. Um and there's literally no chance of trading him just because of the machinations of, of, of the tag and the deadline and how that all works. So um, the, the options have been very much like narrowed down at this point. Like he's been squeezed down to the point where he has even way less leverage now. Like he has fewer options, less leverage. And that's why, you know, Joe Shane's going to sit here and say, okay, go ahead. Dare, we dare you to skip the season. Uh, whether the, you know, we're not going to give you any concessions of like, um, you know, putting it in writing about the no franchise tag. I, I just, you know, could it create, um, yeah, there's going to be like frustration and bad blood between the GM and, 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 uh, and Barkley. I, I guess he's going to be unhappy from that perspective, but he has to be willing to get past it and understand that beyond just like trying to win, like this is an important year. Like even if he looks at it totally selfishly, like a huge audition year for him. So I, I, I guess the, the, one, the one, the one thing of your, the giants management that you do worry about um, is guys who haven't got paid, who hope to get paid in the future. Like, you know, uh, I'll just use this example. I have no idea what, what relationship uh Kayvon Thibodeau has with Saquon Barkley. Uh, but like at some point Saquon's going to want to get, or uh, Kayvon's going to want to get paid. And if he's, and if Saquon's his best friend and he sees this, is he souring on the Giants organization? Uh, you know, and, and I don't know if any, that whatever player it is, if he really looks up to Saquon says, Hey, if they could do this to Saquon Barkley, what could they do to me? You know, like, so that's a, 
that's always a concern for management when something like this happens. Does it, is it souring somebody on your organization because you didn't uh, treat somebody that they really respect the way they thought they should be treated? You know, good, you know. good point, and all worth considering. And and you know, you've seen players force trades, right? Like Jamal Adams of the Jets, and the one thing worth considering there was they were losing. You know, like it was a bad situation, and he wasn't going to get paid, whatever, or right. he wanted to get paid. So like, the winning cures all. So that's that's the bottom line. Like if uh, players are willing to kind of put up with uh, or look past some of those frustrations that you mentioned uh, if they're winning, if they're not. And look, there's no guarantees that they're going to win this year because the schedule is a lot harder. Uh, I, I, went back, I went back and looked at the, at the Le'Veon Bell situation. The Steelers ended up not making the playoffs that season after going like 13 and three the year before. Um, but it was funny. They started like six and one or seven and one the, the year without Le'Veon Bell and their, um, their big, tackle Villanueva he, he he was quoted as saying something like yeah we don't really miss Le'Veon uh you know who I forget who filled in for Le'Veon it might have been James Conner I don't know but he's like you know James Conner's pretty good we're, we're really happy to have him uh so it would be interesting if this got to that point but I don't think it will <laughs> no and it's not comparable because that year was the second year the second tag year for Le'Veon Bell and so yeah. the had made it clear they were not going to tag him for a third year guys you know they don't get tagged for a third year um and so he knew he was going to become a free agent and so he was just going to remain fresh for free agency so that he had an escape window and light at the end of the tunnel whatever metaphor you want to use that's not the case for Saquon Barkley um if he skips the whole year the Giants could just tag him again right so there's no it's it's not comparable to Le'Veon Bell Uh, forget forget like what happened with Le'Veon Bell and like how it didn't really work for him or whatever I mean, the guy got 27 million bucks out of it from the Jets. And so, um, yeah, so he got paid. I mean, the results weren't there. But, uh, yeah, that's the point I would make is that it's not comparable because that was Le'Veon Bell's second tag. This is Barkley's first tag. Barkley could go ahead and theoretically skip the whole year. Joe Shane could say, tagged again. You know, like, so you want to play that game? Tagged again. Um well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it for us like this. I can't wait for that 2030 CBA to expire because I'm going to be sitting on my couch eating potato chips when they try to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of things in the future and a lot of big picture running back stuff that people have talked about, because again, Barkley's not the only one here. Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard are in the similar you know, same situation. And Jacobs is, a, you know, as we mentioned, a more productive player last year. So um, there's a lot of hand wringing about what, what can be done about running backs in, in general. And that's a whole other like big topic and, um, how things could work or what they could do. Um, but in terms of Saquon Barkley, I think that's obviously most interesting to folks here. Um, we pretty much covered all, all of it, right? I mean, what's happened, what could happen. Uh, and, and we'll cover we, some more. <laughs> we will. And we know what will happen. Like we, we know he will not be here uh, report uh, tomorrow. Like I think that would be an absolute stunner if he showed up and be like, okay, cool. I'm here. Uh, but I think, you know, he's in no rush to sign his tag because he knows they're not going to rescind it. Um, and yeah, the minute he signs that tag, he's subject to being to being fined, I think, 50K a day for not showing up at camp. So he will take his time and not be there. And then he, the players and coaches will be asked about it pretty much daily. Um, and so the question then just becomes, if things play out as we expect, how much of an impact does this have on the 2023 Giants and their production? Uh, how much of an impact does this have on his physical um, 
you know, stamina or whatever you want to put it in his production. And so the questions, this is going to hang over if he does what we expect him to do, which is skip the entirety of camp because he can, uh, this is going to hang over, uh, this team and this player for really the entire season. Unless for some reason, unless he just goes out and replicates what he did at the start of last year. And then everyone's like, Oh, well, who needs training camp anyway? So, <laughs> uh, just cancel it. Everyone just show up week one from here on out, but, uh, <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but but yeah. So, but right now we're forty eight days away from opening day. So. Forty eight days. Yeah. Forty eight days. July twenty fourth, and then Sunday night August or uh, Sunday night September the tenth uh, against the Cowboys for the Giants. Forty seven days. I'm sorry. It you know it feels like an eternity here, but uh, but it's getting closer, and so that's that's obviously a situation the Giants are going to have to confront. And so yeah, well, thanks everybody for listening. I think we covered a ton here with with all the possibilities and we'll be writing a lot of this stuff too uh in the coming days and have written it bobby's done a great job and thanks for handling it and we'll be uh we'll be covering camp obviously like as camp comes around you know this will be something we'll be writing about but there will be other things certainly um to write about um because the giants have plenty of other issues that we can get into as camp unfolds because right now that those issues as except for the Jared Davis situation and at inside linebacker, those issues haven't really changed since the spring. There's nothing. We talked about all this. We went through the whole roster and at the end of the spring, there wasn't a need to do it here, but once camp unfolds in you know, first week and a half or so, we'll have a better handle on things and we can circle back here and uh, chat some more. So Bob, I'll see you out there on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday morning. And, uh, Everyone else, thanks for uh, listening. Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe uh, on all your podcasting platforms. Thanks for listening. And we will catch up with you all sooner rather than later. And uh, yeah, take care.